Well, we are excited to be continuing our summer mixtape series when we've got different members of the Zio family coming to share their reflections on prayer and intimacy, not intimacy, I don't even know what that means, intimacy with God. So we're really pleased to start with uh, Sandra Okwara, who's going to share some things. Let's give it up for Sandra, everybody. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, Church, for the opportunity to speak to you about intimacy with God. As you may know, intimacy is associated with the word love. It's associated with closeness and connection. And for us to be intimate and connected to God, there are things that he wants us to do. So one of the things that we need to do is to be in constant conversation with him. I want you to think back of your relationships, the beginning and now, with your loved ones, whether your spouse, your husband, your daughter, friend, son, parents. Think about those moments when you just want to hear from them, whether it's fasting in the morning, whether it's the middle of the day or you're waiting for their phone call lasting at night. This is how God wants us to be in conversation with him. He waits for us to contact him, to call on him, to have this deep talk with him about us. If we look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12, it says, Then you call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. So he's already waiting for us. He's waiting for us to call on him. He's waiting for us to pray to him. His ears are wide open to listen to us. God opens himself to us when we pray to him. So as he listens, he opens up to us. And in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, He says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Think about those moments when you have questions about your life. Think about those moments when you ask questions that you think there is no answer. Just call unto God. And in Jeremiah, he says, I will tell you things that you do not know. I will give you answers to those questions. So it doesn't matter what the question is. He's got answers for you. And then he says also that we should pray to him without ceasing. Give him thanks. And this will keep us connected to him. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, God commands us, to do three things. One, he says, rejoice always. So as you go to him in prayer, go to him rejoicing in praise. He also says, pray continually. And if you think of prayer as a task, you could do it anywhere, whether you're standing, sitting, cycling, running, working, you can pray to God. So he says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. I like that bit. So our prayer can be a prayer of thanksgiving. 
In all things, we give thanks to God. Whether it's good, we give thanks to God. Whether it's bad, we give thanks to God. And just like Alex said earlier, he's got us in our hands. He has plans for us. So God values worship. He is pleased and draws us to himself when we lift him up in worship. And in John 12, verse 32, he says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Look at that. God is waiting to draw up all of us to himself when we come to him in worship. He loves it when we worship him. So we must be involved in the worship that pleases God. And in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, he says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So he says, love him, worship him with everything that you have in you. Now, the good thing is that it doesn't really matter how long you stay in worship with God. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter when. What matters to God is how we offer ourselves in worship to him. So I invite you today to bring yourself in worship to God, and he will bring you closer and closer. You stay connected to him, and you will maintain that intimacy with him. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sandra. Wow, that was so encouraging, wasn't it? And what I love about that is just that simplicity of saying we can be with God anytime, any place, anywhere, when we're at home, when we're out in the streets, when we're in the shops. We can have moments regularly where we're just saying, God, um, I love you. Thank you. You're with me. And, and here's what I need or the wisdom that I need right now. That was so, so good. Well, listen, we have heard from Sandra, the mum. Now we're going to hear from Divine, the son. And so uh, Divine's going to listen up to us, um, speak to us. And so uh, over to you, Divine. Let's hear from Divine. Good, good morning. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you today. Intimacy with God. Intimacy is about getting close to someone. We need to be intimate with God, but the question is how? How do we get intimate with God? God smiles when we love him supremely. What God wants from us the most is a relationship. He wants our love. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 6 verse 9, which reads, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with the Lord. Okay, let's go back to verse 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I believe he found this favor because he loved God and walked faithfully with him. God smiles when we trust him completely. Let's go to, let's go to Hebrews 11 verse 11. And by faith, even Sarah, who had, who had passed childbearing age, was unable to bear a child because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. As we can see, Sarah trusted the Lord wholly and her prayers were answered. Prayer helps us to maintain our faith 
that God knows what is best for your life. Trust in the Lord is an act of worship and it pleases him. Let's go to Psalms 147 verse 11. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. So I invite you today to get closer to God by loving him, trusting him and worshipping him. Thank you. Come on! Wow, 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 wow. Fantastic. Wow, that was so good, Divine. And I, I love that thought about we can do things that make God smile. And I just think that's a beautiful picture. We love the idea of God uh, blessing us and encouraging us and bringing joy to us. But the wonder that when we put our trust in him, even when things are hard, even when they're not going the way that we want, when we put our trust in him, actually it pleases him. It makes God happy. And actually, that's kind of apt because our final speaker today is the brilliant Denise. And I know she's going to be sharing a story with us about learning to trust in God. So let's give it up for the amazing Denise Garrell. Morning, everyone. Very excited to be here, if a little bit nervous. So um, anyone who knows me will probably be able to confirm that I am a diehard control freak. I'm not as bad as I used to be. But um, I still struggle a bit, even now, to completely give over um, all of my cares and worries to God. So whenever something challenges me or whenever something is worrying me or stressing me, I always automatically switch into fix-it mode. I'm the person that wants to go out there and try and solve my own problems. So um, I think that's normal for everybody. Um, because we're grown-ups and we're supposed to be able to kind of sort out our own mess. And yes, we're Christians and we believe in God, but at the same time, this is something real that's happening in our lives right now, real time. And um, yeah, we're supposed to jump in and try and solve it. So we run around talking to people, maybe um, trying this solution, trying that solution. And then um, we might even go to, to um, YouTube and try and find the answer. But... Um, in those moments when um, fear and worry starts creeping because things aren't going right, we might then think, oh, God, can you help me? Please help me. But when it starts to resolve and it's looking all great and everything, we give ourselves a little pat on the back and we think to ourselves, I did that. And we forget about God being there. Yeah? But that's the problem with that. If you come, come at it from that angle, we tend to be blind to when God is actually working in our lives. So... Um, as Christians, we are told in scripture, like in 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. And again, in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, give, uh, present all your requests to God. So last year, around the time when the pandemic was just picky, um, kicking off, um, um, you might remember that we had some torrential rainstorms right at the very beginning. And one night, Keith and I were in bed. Um, about two o'clock in the morning, I sat bolt upright. And I said to Keith, uh, I'm really worried about the, the roof and the extension. And he sat up. He got up. I was really surprised. It's a miracle in itself because he never, ever um, d does anything without questioning me. <laughs> so we both went downstairs, opened the door 
to find that the ceiling had collapsed, there's a gaping hole in the roof, and the rain's pouring in. So we run around, we find a tarpaulin, we um, trying to make good on the ceiling, tidying up the mess, mopping up the water. Um, but obviously at that point, the worry, the fear, the anxiety is already creeping in. So those of you who know us would know that Keith and I have um, had this extended period of unemployment and we we're only just getting ourselves back on our feet. So I just looked at it and I just thought, I can't, I don't know what to do. The next day, we woke up, when we woke up, we um, called the surveyor and the surveyor came and, you know, those famous, we just looked at it. We knew it was going to be bad. Then we called the insurance company and they said, yeah, it's not insured, it's not covered, I'm afraid. And then we called the um, roofer and the roofer came in and said, that's £10,000, please. And I said, Lord, I'm not able. I was just not able to deal with that. Um, so, um, ooh, I've just kind of lost myself. Yeah, so I just said, Lord, you need to take care of this. In that moment, I just prayed. Um, I just prayed, Lord, we don't have £10,000. When I heard that figure, it was just immense to me. We don't have £10,000. So I can't tie myself up in knots, trying to worry about it, trying to think how I'm going to get that. I just have to hand this straight over to you because I'm not able. And do you know, in that moment, with a hole in our roof big enough for a man to come, climb through, um, I felt his peace descend on me. I released it and I felt his peace flowing through me. We didn't have a solution. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know where we were going to go with this. But his peace filled me, anxiety rushed out, and the peace just sat there. And I felt at peace, calm. And then I hear you asking, I hear you asking, well, there's a hole in your roof, the rain's coming down, what happened? Well, a week later, from absolutely nowhere, unexpectedly, we received a tax rebate that covered almost the entire amount. Wow. Yeah? I prayed, he heard me, and he responded. Yeah? Now, as I said, I don't always go to prayer first. You know, I procrastinate like crazy. And I still, um, I still um, struggle to kind of really believe in the power of prayer. But the power of prayer is real. The power of prayer gives hope in hopeless situations. Whenever we, we find ourselves in, 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 with a challenge like that, we need to go to God first. And, you know, it might not seem logical to you or to anybody else around you, but God knows our heart. He knows our need. And all we need to do is ask him for what we want and we can expect something from him. It might not be as quick or as clear a response as we received in that situation. It might not even look like the response that we were hoping for. But God hears us and he shows up every time for us. Now, of course, um, prayer is not just for the times of trouble. Um, but when crisis does hit, without prayer, we're weakened. Without prayer, we're afraid. Without prayer, we're anxious. And without prayer, we're hopeless. So I try every day to make prayer my first port of call 
rather than my last resort. Man. Thanks. Come on! Amazing! Wow! What phenomenal wisdom and inspiration from our three speakers today. Denise, Divine and Sandra, you have filled us with some great practical inspirational thought when it comes to developing our intimacy and developing our prayer life. Thank you. Thank you for all of your time. Thank you for all your dedication to bring us those testimonies and those messages. But let's help this land right now in our heart because through these three people that you've heard from today, you've heard their own wisdom, you've heard their own experience and you've heard their own journey when it comes to being men and women of prayer. And that is so who we desire to be here at Zio. We want to be passionate men and women pursuing the power of prayer. And that actually, as we've heard our three speakers share so brilliantly today, that everything changes when we surrender and go to prayer first. So with that in mind, let's pray. You know, wherever you are right now, I encourage you to down tools, pop down that foam, maybe readjust your position to say, you know, you're really concentrating on this prayer. Leave the washing up. Stop your conversation with whoever you've been chatting to right now. And let's just all together, right wherever we are, have this moment of prayer. Wow, God, we reach out to you with thanks, with praise today. We want to thank you, God, that just like Sandra reminded us, that you always want to be in conversation with us. Thank you, God, that right now, you're here, you're waiting in this moment, just as we are. And as you wait with us, God, your desire, Lord, is to fill our lives, to fill our circumstances, and to fill us with hope. Thank you, God, for your instruction that we wanna be your people that rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So God, we do give thanks in all circumstances. We give you thanks in the highs and the lows of life. We give you thanks that even when we feel that we're at rock bottom, you're still faithful, you're still on the throne, you're still kind and good and you still have a plan. Help us, God, to adopt that posture of faith which recognizes that you are continually with us. You're waiting for a conversation with us today. And God, as divine reminded us so powerfully, we thank you that you always want our love. Help us, God, to grow in a love relationship with you. Help us, God, that just like we love our family and friends around us, and maybe we love what we do and certain hobbies, they're all such great things, but help us to gain an acceleration of our love to you. You're the greatest, incredible God that we love and cherish and adore. Help us, God, as Divine said, to keep maintaining our faith through prayer. Help us, God, to recognize that prayer is this powerful weapon that can increase our faith in you. And as Denise so powerfully reminded us today, God, let's remember that you are the fixer of our problems, not us. Let's remember, God, that powerful testimony that her and Keith experienced, where she said, I am not able and then that surrendering to you of saying, I am not able, God, please take care of this. Look at the incredible provision that happened. So God, 
I pray for those things in our lives right now that feel like that same situation. Maybe it's not a roof that's fallen through. Maybe it's a relationship that's fallen through. Maybe it's a financial pressure. Maybe it's not grades that you wanted. Maybe it's the ongoing struggle of the pandemic and connectable moments falling through. Whatever it feels like in our life, Lord, that needs fixing. May we grow to become men and women that say, God, I'm not able, but you are. May we grow to be men and women that say, I can't fix this, but God, you can. So we just pause and bring those moments before God right now. In our studio right now, we're going to do that. We're going to offer God a situation that we can't fix, that we're not able to solve or control. And let's give it to God. Let's take those few minutes and seconds. Jesus. I just feel right now there's maybe some of us that are just a little bit tight-fisted. Love what Denise said and the vulnerability of what she shared, that her default is control. Her default is to, is to fix. When it comes to really developing the culture of prayer, we have to be open-handed. So just as a symbolism of that, let's do that right now. Let's all of us open our hands. And as the act of faith, just say, God, whatever we've been more tight-fisted about, whatever we've tried to hold as our own, whatever we've tried to control, whatever we've tried to fix, say, no, God, I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to be a prayerful man and woman of God who comes open-handed to you and says, you are able you fix this, God. So I encourage you, open your hands right now. Maybe you're opening your hands for the first time and all this God stuff is just so new to you and you're starting to think, wow, I'm feeling something here. If you are, we want to encourage you to, to write in, to, to share that. We want to share in that moment with you. And if for the first time you want to say, God, fix my life, God, fix my situations and circumstances, then just join with me in this prayer that just says, Father God, I come to you open-handed today. You love me. Jesus, you died for me. And Holy Spirit, your presence is here now to help me to understand that life is better with you than without you that you are able, God, that you are the fixer. And God, as we open our hands, we recognize the tension of faith that sometimes acknowledges that not all things get fully fixed. Not all things work out the way we want them to. But in you, God, we have a hope, we have a faith, and we have perseverance to keep going. So as we wrap up this prayer time right now, we thank you, God for the challenges of today. May we adopt them right now into our day, into our week, and into the months ahead so that we can see you move God through the power of prayer. We say in this, in your powerful name, amen. <laughs>